Welcome to the Zwift SBS Cycling Podcast. Historically, women's cycling hasn't had the support that it deserves. But like a super domestique bridging across to a breakaway, Zwift is helping close the gap and is calling on fans to watch the Femme and support the women's peloton take on the Tour de France Femme Avic Zwift. Zwift is also giving you the chance to win a VIP bike tour to watch the race live from the roadside, as well as ride some of France's most iconic roads. The Tour de France Femme Avic Zwift. For your chance to win and to have fun doing it, just join the hashtag new rules mission and ride 100 kilometres in game between now and the 15th of May. For more information on the competition or to dive in and start riding with a free seven-day trial, head to Zwift.com. And just like Christoph and Macca make this podcast fun, Zwift is the app that makes indoor training fun. Ride on and watch the Femme. Buongiorno, welcome to the uh, Zwift SBS Cycling Podcast. Uh, before we start, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream or subscribe to our podcast on our website sbs.com.au slash sport or you can log a ride with our friends at Zwift. We have a full house uh, today and starting next to me, Steve McKenzie, how are you Dave? I'm pretty good. We are stage eight, can you believe that? Know, We're up to stage eight. Flying, but as you said, it's still two weeks to go. It's flying, but it's still two weeks to go, and it's, it's still two rest days to go. Two rest days, <laughs> uh, big stage coming up, and we're edging closer to the big mountains. 100%. Mm. And of course, on uh, the other side of the country for us is uh, Kate Bates. How are you, Kate? Ciao, ciao. Um, I'm very good. I'm very happy to say that I was able to stay awake during last night's stage. Uh, thanks to the races making it a little bit more interesting for the fans. So thanks, fellas. I think they heard us. <laughs> yeah, I think, hey, let's not give them full credit, Kate. Yeah. I think the terrain <laughs> dictated that a little bit. Um, they had no choice, did they? I don't know, but let's find out. Uh, this is the recap of what happened yesterday. You'll see there's plenty of action. Topping out at 12%. Kurt Bauman has almost got the job done. He looks round, he checks. He's got 10 metres to go. Bauman does it! Jumbo Visma take that victory! It's close for second between Formolo and Molima, who is beaten by a brilliant, brilliant team effort and a fantastic individual ride. And well might he be congratulated. His grand tour stage victory that he's yearned for, I'm sure, all his life is finally there. It's finally there. What a, what a, a finish. Uh, Kate. Let, let's summarise it for us. Brilliant. <laughs> I think uh, Tim Yumbo <laughs> just did the most amazing job. I'm a huge fan of Tom Dumoulin. Uh, interestingly, though, guys, I did hear an interview from him at the start where he said, it's not a day for me in the break and, you know, I won't even try. Uh, but once Bauman got in the break, he found himself kind of trying to defend it and then with a little move that ended up joining them. Um, the celebration at the end with Dumoulin in his, with his hands in the air in the background. Oh, it's beautiful. It's like when Cavendish won and we saw Renshaw in the background. It's this beautiful celebration of team. Uh, and we also need to remember that Bauman has been around for a while. He was 12th at the Giro last year, but he's hasn't had a lot of pro wins. In fact, I think the only one he's had before was Dolphine in 2017. Uh, from memory, I might be wrong on the year. In, in one of the stages, not the overall. And so for him, it was wonderful. Oh, and the other thing I have to say, 
is we all hit social media, we all hit Twitter, but for him, all of the commentary from the writers was like, couldn't have happened to a better guy. What a brilliant guy to have won this. I love that. You know, it's better. It, it yeah. says a lot about his character than when people go like, strongest writer, good on him. Like, that's not really the biggest compliment yeah. in the world. <laughs> but this was brilliant. But, but Mac had that finish as well, the way he attacked and he counter-attacked and, and the whole work from uh, from the whole team. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, the whole team. And, 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 and you got to also, in, in context, it was a pretty damn good breakaway group. Yeah. You know, you got a former Giro winner. Sure, he was he was helping his, his teammate in the end. Molomar, who's won multiple stages at Grand Tour level, and he knew he had to attack the hell out of Bowman yeah. in the end because Bowman was... The quickest Formolo, who's also had multiple um, Grand Tour stage wins. So some quality bike riders. And there were a couple that got dropped mm-hmm. prior to that that were pretty handy as well. So big win for the team. And they needed it. Yeah. They needed a win, Yamba Visma. Well, they, they had a pretty rough start of this Giro. Yeah. I mean, from, from giving a bottle away and falling on the floor. They, like nothing could Dumoulin actually go. losing minutes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nothing could, uh, could actually go their way. Uh, one thing I just want to highlight, and that's a discussion we can have. Uh, it's a photo I, I found, of course, of the finish. But look at this. Tom Dumoulin celebrating. And I, I just did a, a magnifying glass on this just to highlight the fact that, yes, we quite often see... Um, Teammates celebrating the, their, their, their leader's win or their team. But this is Tom Dumoulin, former winner of this race, leader of this team, celebrating his teammate thing. It's not something you would have seen Armstrong do, for example. I was going, I was, yeah, I was going to say, you, you said that earlier off, Mike. I thought, are you going to go there? Yeah. Kate, that's true. <laughs> um, I don't know if I ever saw that, that, that person, Armstrong, ever do that for him, Cappy, or anyone. No, I also never saw anything saying, like, just the nicest guy who's glad he won, good on him. So I yeah. think that kind of speaks volumes of the culture yeah. they've got there as well. Yeah. So what have we learned in that stage yesterday, Maka? We didn't learn too much from the GC guys. Exactly. They're keeping the powder dry. They're keeping the powder dry. There was a little bit of a sparkle from Carapaz at one point early on, but it was shut down really quickly. And then that was it. Yeah. The day settled in. And then it became evident that the breakaway was going to win the day, but they weren't too keen to, they didn't want to let it blow out either, but they're keeping their powder dry because in two days time, they've got the blockhouse, yeah. uh, a big mountain stage. And I think that's when we'll see some, a big shakeup yeah. in the general classification. Um, so we didn't learn too much there, but we will soon. We okay. will soon. Let's hear from the winner yesterday, Kun Bauman. Kun, seven years with the professionals, your second win only, your first win in the Grand Tour. What's your feeling right now? Uh, unbelievable. Uh, like my first victory in the Dauphiné, uh, I can't believe it. Uh, such a hard day, actually. Um, yeah, and in the final, we were the, with four guys, with two of us, and Tom, yeah, he did a superb job in the, in the last 2K. And yeah, already I felt uh, feeling myself the whole day quite good. And one one time on the climb I had a bit uh, bit troubles, but I came back and I I was actually confident for the sprint and I'm so happy. You were confident, but uh, it was pretty steep. Yeah, yeah, it was steeper than I thought. But uh, when I started my sprint, I felt there's so uh, so much power left. So I knew I was was getting close to the victory. And on 50 meters, I looked behind and I had a big gap. So. Uh, yeah, perfect. As a team, how did you react after the disappointment on the Edna stage? 
Um, yeah, I mean, our GC guys, they uh, they lost time, and especially Tom. We're focusing now on stages with uh, with both of us, and Sam and uh, Tobias are still trying to do a GC. But uh, yeah, like now in the first uh, attempt already, having a victory, uh, yeah, can't describe it in words. Thank you. That was a, a brilliant interview. Maka, just when you think about it, He's been on the circuit for a long time. There's a lot of riders that, be, that are on the circuit that don't get wins at Grand Tour. You had your win at the Grand Tour. How much does this mean for him? Uh, it was a that lot. long ago, I've forgotten. <laughs> um, no, I mean, Kate, well, we, you can we, relate to we it too. We keep reminding you. We keep reminding you. But you can relate to it too. You know, you had some huge wins at the very top of your game at the very highest level, a world championship at that. So, no, I think it's... Um, it, well, the way he expect, expressed himself there, you could see that. And he said, you know, I had a Dolphin A win, which uh -huh. is massive in itself. But a Grand Tour stage win, that is the top. That is, the, I think it's the top. Outside of monuments, all those top-level classics, a Grand Tour stage win, Kate, that's as big as it gets, isn't it? Uh, I mean, I think we have to remember that a lot of these guys, through their career, they'll have you know, plus or minus 1,500 race days. Mm. Uh, you know, if, if they have a career that isn't quite as long as Valverde. <laughs> uh, but of those 1,500, they may only win one, two, three races. I mean, look at Matt Heyman as a great example. Yeah. We talk in great detail about the time that they won and how it played out, everything that happened. But we don't talk about the 1,499 disaster days where they fell off, where they had mechanicals, where they just couldn't keep up at all, but they know, you know, and to them, that one moment makes it all completely worth it. It makes all the suffering, all the early mornings, all of the time away from family, it validates it. And so I don't think you can even give words to the validation that it gives you uh, for all the work that you put in, especially for the riders who aren't your Mark Cavendishes, who don't win a lot, um, yeah. When they finally step up, it's a massive deal. Yeah, 100%. yeah, well done. You're spot yeah. on, and it is. It's that two out of fifteen hundred, three out of fifteen hundred. Should we start showing? Do you think we'll, we'll start doing some feature stories, like really depressing ones on all the losses? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how would, would you, the audience, catch Peloton? Would you like to see some really depressing features yeah. of, of riders? Cool. <laughs> We've got loads of stories. <laughs> Uh, talk, talking of Cavendish, uh, uh, we've been discussing about how he will feel at the end of this Giro. Will he go to the end or not? But he's lost a, a big ally uh, yesterday. He was a do not start for Michael Merku. Maka, uh, that's a big blow for Cavendish. Does that actually affect his continuity in this Giro or not? It's a really interesting question. And Kate, I'll bring you in on this one. Um, in the past, Cav at his best... Um, t 10 years ago, it actually didn't affect him. Yeah. But I believe now it will a little bit. Um, I think it will. And there's, you know, I'm going to keep bringing it up just because it is a talking point for the next six weeks, that selection for the Tour de France yeah. and the fact that Jakobsen, and we'll get to that later, but he had another win overnight. So Morku is the best. He is the best in the business in terms of lead outs. I think it's going to affect Cav. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we talked about it last night in terms of do we think that the Philipson win would affect him? And, yeah, I think it has, to be honest. I think it really has. And so then where do you go from that when it happened the next day? Not only is Kev kind of dealing with the mental 
uh, weight of him winning again, but also his top lead-out guy uh, being out of action. It, I, I just don't see where Cav can hang on to the Reggio Emilia stage at the end of the week. Uh, next week it is, the end of the second week. Get a good yeah. result and get himself mm-hmm. selected. Well, no, I'm negative Nancy about that. But. No, no, it's not negative at all. I think it's just, it's, you know, I think you've got a, a valid point. But then let's flip it, shall we? Imagine if Cav does survive. And wins. And wins. Then it, then it's huge. And I'll, yeah. I'll tip my hat and say, well, that, that is, that is, that's the, you know, he's pulling out the, the, the Trump card yeah. saying, listen, guys, I might, I might be at the end of my career, but I can win without more coup. Mm-hmm. And if he does, then geez. But can but can he? That's the big question. We'll find out, <laughs> won't we? Absolutely. We'll find out. Okay. Uh, the surprise though yesterday, or was it a surprise? First of all, Ineos, the work they've done, they sort of reverted back to an older style Ineos uh, because they were in one target was to make sure Tom Dumoulin was not climbing back too much on that uh, on that GC classification. How did you read that, Kate? Because he was. Back to the old, you know, I'm leading the, the peloton as a train and then let's go put the what's out. Yeah, there's a little bit of eye rolling for me, to be honest. I think that there's a lot of people that would be happy if they didn't return to the dominance of uh, Ineos or Sky as they were when we used to see this, where they just get on the front and kind of neutralise everything. But I do think the sport's in a slightly different place with the different teams out there and, and the strength. So I'm not sure it'll play out quite as well, but I don't know that they're feeling overly confident, to be honest, because I don't think that that's a tactic that they would be deploying if they were feeling really confident. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, maybe I'm overreading that, but um, Owen Dool, he's also out. Uh, he pulled out in the stage, so they've lost one. They're one down. I don't know. Uh, look, I read a lot into little things, but to me... When they've been at their best in the last two years, they've been in control when they've needed to, but they actually haven't overreacted at all to a point where you watch it, Macca, and you're like, oh, my gosh, come on. Like, they've, they've got to start doing something here, but they're so comfortable and in control. I don't genuinely think that Dumoulin's a GC risk. I don't think he thinks he is either. And so no. what would it even matter if he got some time back? Yeah, I mean... Like, to be honest, I've got the GC thing in front of me. I'm scrolling down. He's lost that much time. I've lost I've lost yeah. where he is yeah. because I've gone, he's completely done. All I remember was he got dropped a long way before Vincenzo Nibali yeah. on the Etna stage. So he lost minutes, is minutes and minutes. 11 minutes, I think. He yeah, lost. it was even huge more like potentially. So, so, no, I'm with you, Kate. Yeah. And look, the other side, just to sort of wrap up, we might not be wrapping up on the GC <laughs> chat, but... Uh, Bora, Bayran, uh, victorious. There's still so many teams at play. Jo Almeida, UAE. There is a yeah. lot that can unfold. And the Giro just flips on its head yeah. once, twice, even three times in this race. Although the GC as a top 10 hasn't changed. We still have, and we'll hear from uh, from uh, Lopez in a second, but we still have Kamna, is, which is only 38 seconds away from uh, yeah. from, uh, from the top spot. But same thing. Uh, Tarame, Yates, and of course these are uh, Almeida and uh, Port and Barde as well. Oh, there's a, there's a lot, yeah, <laughs> names I just yeah. I hadn't mentioned there either. So, no, I think it's exciting that 
that that I think there's still four or five riders that are going to emerge from these first mountain stages that can still win the race. Are we surprised Lopez is still in pink? Because we almost saw it was going to be too hard for him. It could be too hard for him. The way it unfolded. No, he's he's, he's more a climber than anything else. Okay. So I, I I expected him to get through last night, Kate, unless it was an absolute, you know, attack fest, which once that break settled down and the race settled down, it was actually perfect for Lopez. Yeah, I agree. I'm not surprised he's still in it. And I'm glad that he is. And I think that it was an interesting scenario to have Molima up there who wanted yeah. the break to... Uh, succeed, but not enough that Bauman might take the pig. So it was a little bit of juggle. Uh, but I'm glad you mentioned it, guys, because can we just talk about Bora for a second? They've essentially said publicly, and we can see it on the GC, that they've got kind of four leaders and four workers. How does that work? Because we have seen it not work with Hindley and Kelderman. Now they reckon yeah. they've smoked the peace pipe, everybody's good, but I don't know. Yeah. Four leaders, too many cooks in a kitchen. Yeah, yeah. And it's a good point. We have seen it not working with the same riders yeah. in a different team. So Look, <laughs> they've, they've discussed it at the start, and we saw that in one of the pre-race interviews with both of them, with yeah. Jai and Wilco in the same room in the interview, and the question was asked by one of the oh, media. Man. So, <laughs> yeah, 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 awkward. Um, um yeah, you like to think they've learnt from it. I mean, look, you can. I think you can take Kamna out of the action in the third week. He's he's sort of the decoy, and I don't think he's going to be that. He won't go that deep. So it's really those three guys. Uh, Bookman's the third, obviously. It, it's real. It's hey, it's good to have three cards to play, but it can get in the way too. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Let's listen from a, the leader, still leader of this race in a pink jersey. Oh, for sure, was a hard day for. First day in the pink jersey, so I give my 100% on the road. No, I have one bad moment in the beginning when I have flat tire. I need to change the bike, but my teammate helped to me a lot. For sure, they give all my teammates 100%. Of course. With the breakaway, was the the scenario of the race what you wanted? Was perfect, no, because we put Bauk in the front, so. We are staying the wheel. We Bauke don't need to pull, but at the end uh, we, uh, he don't can win. But uh, the scenario was perfect for us. Gracias. De nada, of course. <laughs> That's how far my Spanish goes. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. It's a, good, it's a good pink jersey. Will he keep it longer or not? Probably tonight. Uh, we'll see what uh, what could happen. They uh, actually let's go back into let's go into the profile for tonight. Yeah. Uh, what do you see happening in something like this tonight? Oh, I think it's an exciting stage, Kate. One hundred and fifty odd kilometers. Napoli, Napoli. They head out of Napoli. They do one big loop flat and then they do, I think, four circuits of 19 kilometres and then back into Napoli. It's a mini world champs mm -hmm. sort of a st style, isn't it? And with two climbs on those circuits. So apparently, I, I actually, just before we went live, I saw a tweet from Rory Sutherland saying he remembers back in 2013 stage one, it was sketchy and he's expecting crashes and a nervous race tonight. What what do you think we should expect? Yeah, I, I agree, actually. I mean, it was well articulated by Rory uh, in that tweet, but that was where Mark Cavendish won. It was the last time they were actually in Naples. 
Uh, maybe they're trying to avoid the writers eating too much pizza. I don't know. Home of pizza. <laughs> uh, <Napoli. laughs> uh, but I do recall some uh, pictures from the middle of the bunch where writers were actually crashing, just trying to change line within the bunch, not even clipping lines. They were really icy, I think is a really great description for it, as well yeah. as a whole city. Yes. Maybe they've changed it. But I don't know. I, I'm controversial maybe. I'm not a big fan of laps on a grand tour. I agree. Like, I agree. I, I agree. Just, boring, boring, I mean, it's meant boring. To be a tour, yeah. It's meant yeah. to be a point to point. Exactly. Yeah, it's I know what you mean. A journey. I know what you mean. That's boring. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> well, let's hope it's an exciting no, I've stage. Said it, I've said then... it is boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I still watch it. <laughs> hey, uh, we've got a fair few comments as well that people have actually missed our very own commentary team yesterday. We've got Sharon that's telling us that uh, they were missing because they were on. Eurovision duties, of course they were not on Eurovision duties, but they were uh, basically replaced by the, 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 the world feed yesterday because we had some uh, conflicting uh, in the studios. But yes, uh, they are expected to be back. They are going to be back they tonight. Are going to be back. They are going I won't to be, be back, back until next week. But yes, that's good. That's good they missed. Yeah. Whew, thank goodness. <laughs> At least they got, they got a bit of a rest We've there. still got a job, Kate. We've still got a job. Oh, all right, <laughs> so since this, all these people said they missed them, you can now comment back saying, yeah, they are back because this, we, we yes. want to hear from we you. We need them. We need you know? them. <laughs> uh, also, uh, let's have a little chat about uh, just this photo. You know, who oh. were the cyclamen are better? Oh, now, we, uh, <laughs> we all know, I know the right answer. I know the right answer as well, but, uh, and he's not necessarily French. The one on the left. She's in Paris. <laughs> the one on the left. How gorgeous is yeah, that? Yeah, a good photo. Too. What do you think, Kate? That is, I, that is just divine. And, I mean, on top of such beautiful uh, crocheting, knitting, I'm not even yes. sure. I know, it's beautiful, yes. isn't it? I know. Um, is one of our couch peloton do those fantastic dioramas every day? We have yes. to bring that up um, in tomorrow's show because they are just beyond. Yeah. Um, and Christoph, if it's sure that that shirt you're wearing is pink, because I maintain it's white, um, it, perhaps the diorama will have you in a pink shirt, even though it's yeah. white. It's a yeah. white. It's an. It's an. Ex I think it's had about 500 washes, Kate. It hasn't. It was really. <laughs> it was maybe an Orza at the start, and it's had after its 500th wash. Yep, I can see a few cotton threads yeah. starting to come out as <laughs> it well. It hasn't, and uh, just to be correct, it's a jumper, no shirt. But that's okay, so therefore it's <laughs> oh, pink. Oh, okay, <laughs> right. And uh, Christoph, cold power, only use cold water and uh, save the fade, hey? Don't worry about it. <laughs> He's the correct got no color. idea what you're talking about, Kate. Don't even bother. I'm, no not, I'm not even listening. I'm not even listening. This is a correct jumper, it's a correct color, it's pink. Anyway. <laughs> okay, let's talk about uh, Maeve Plouffe. Performed really well over the last uh, the last 24 hours. Yes, 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 yes. Kate, this is your expertise, track cycling, but it is great. The, uh, what I will say is the World Cups have been replaced now by sort of a Nations Cup. It's still pretty similar, I guess. Is that a fair thing to say? Yeah, I mean, you know, walks like a duck, quacks like a duck. It's kind of the same thing. doesn't matter what you call it. Fluffy was amazing. Uh, she has been just... A superstar. She rose to um, kind of prominence around selection for the Tokyo Olympics. They actually selected her when it was supposed to be on in 2020 as a youngster who kind of hadn't proven herself and people were a bit like, brave choice. Since that moment, she has just catapulted herself. In my mind, she's the number one individual pursuit rider in the world. 
Uh, what I also think is interesting is her time wasn't very good, guys, because the track is quite slow. Um, so based on, you know, a Brisbane comparison, that track's very fast. The other thing is that the uh, fellas won the team's pursuit and the women got second in the team's pursuit. So uh, a lot of uh, gold and success flowing for the Aussies in Milton in Canada. Yeah, and just on Plufy, uh, Kate, just your thoughts. Um, she had a pretty amazing summer here in yep. Australia on the road. And, gee, I'd love to see her do a stint on the road in Europe soon. And I did ask her about that sort of off, off microphone at the end of Tour Down Under. And she said, look, I'm pretty happy just to sort of stay here at the moment. But she she's just showed she's got this other dimension to her. Yeah, and she's exceptionally smart. She's doing a double degree at university at the moment as well, so a law degree and uh, mm -hmm. something marine. I can't remember exactly what that is, but uh, she's really committed to finishing that. I really hope that the road doesn't take her yet, guys, because I think that if she can go to the next Olympics, um, I think she can win a gold medal in Paris, and I think then she should go onto the road. And uh, as a side note, because I want this kind of written down, I think that she could be eSports world champion. If eSports oh, make it into ooh. the Olympics, which I think <laughs> oh, they will, yes. yeah. I have never seen a rider more perfectly suited, more powerful uh, than to eSports and Swift. So I've, you know, wow. I've got a bit of a plan to kind of recruit her over to the dark side. Oh, I like that. <laughs> and, uh, I like that. Yeah, Someone's so running a team on Swift. <laughs> let's well, let's keep it under wraps. That, um, Brisbane Olympics is going to be. They've been scouting venues for esports. Uh, oh, interesting. Do we want to? Um, yeah. Hey, I don't reckon anyone's heard this. Do we want to go in cahoots and just wrap her up, uh, uh, contract-wise? Yeah. Ten-year contract, <laughs> yeah. so we own all the rights Absolutely. to her esports <laughs> performances. Yeah, that could yeah. be good. That could be good. So. Yeah. Although it the already sounds like she's way too smart for us. Uh, before, and just to settle the debate, uh, thank you, Mandy. Our Frenchman knows fashion. Case settled. No more to say. That's hang on, hang on. I'm seeing, I'm seeing there Mandy saying, yeah, the shirt looks really fashion. old. Oh, he's put it up. That's his fake account he's got. Exactly. Okay. Come on, Mandy. <laughs> Matthew is asking us, any thoughts on Beck McConnell's uh, and the uh, UCI World Bowl? Where... Uh, Matthew, yes, because we are going to bring this in to yes. you. Uh, what a fantastic set of results that we got from her. Yeah, and Matthew, well, well pointed out because we've been a little bit late on this, but um, we certainly didn't miss it. She won her first World Cup a few weeks ago now. She won the second one. Yeah. And she's just finished uh, second, I believe, in the third one. She is flying and she's leading the current World Cup standings. Yeah. Uh, this, is, this is awesome, Kate. She's been around Beck McConnell, seems like forever. But um, she's just, it's just perseverance personified. And um, it's just great to see that she's um, been on the top step twice now. She's really hitting her straps. It has. And, you know, a World Cup win is massive. Something I'd love for Beck is to actually win at the Commonwealth Games. And you might think Commonwealth Games compared to World Cup, you know, where do they rank? Beck has been improving, you know, tremendously in the last couple of years at a world level. But the Olympics and the Commonwealth Games are the two things that she just hasn't managed to pull it all together for. Together, that's not even a word. There you go, together. Uh, and I'm hoping, 
It's a Saturday night, guys. And I'm hoping that this year is when she can pull it all together uh, for Commonwealth Games because I know that that would mean a lot for her. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, you're spot on. And and look, in the world of mountain bike or cycling, World Cup is bigger. Yeah. But in the world of um, sports fans, she'll get more kudos. Probably, uh, dare I say, sadly, but she'll get more kudos uh, if she wins a Com Games, and, and it'll it'll give it'll lift her profile. So yeah, I'm with you. I think hundred percent. Be great to see her do it. There's another race as well in uh, Hungary. Tour, uh, Tour de Hongrie. Uh, there was stage three, third stage. Let's have a look at the last kilometer as it was on SBS. It's Conrad that is uh, going off, and Jakobsen. Jakobsen coming from the right. I think no one will stop Jakobsen now. No one will stop Jakobsen now. That's a sure win. That's a sure win from Fabio Jakobsen. What a sprinter, what a class. He's gone from way back. He was. He even had to swap the sides. You know, yeah. he went from left all the to way right. to the right, following yeah. the following the right wheel. I think uh, in this moment of one of the, the Bora Hansgrohe, he even let the the DSM rider to go in front, and he had had enough of energy to to reach the Conrad's uh, wheel and then just went through. But we couldn't see anywhere. That was uh, the uh, tour of Hungary stage three. Uh, Maka, when we look at this and the the dominance at the minute of Jakobsen, in context is the tour of Ong the, the Hungary, it's not the Giro, but still that debate will go on and on and on with Cavendish. Oh, and it's him. giving us content. Yeah. Kate, we've just we've got content <laughs> for the next month, Kate. Yeah, thank you. I was glad. I thought we might have a bit of a there yeah. might not be too much going on. But um, no, 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 it does, it does. And you, look, you're right. The, there's not the calibre of sprinters at Hungary that there is at the Giro, but a win's a win, as we know. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. He, he, he can't go any better than what he is. Quick question for you, actually, uh, Kate, as well. Uh, Grunewagen, nowhere near uh, to be seen in that finish, same as yesterday. Uh, back exchange. You know, we, we, we discussed it off yeah, mic yeah. a little bit, but what's your view on this? Uh, what was the point of bringing and signing someone like Grunewagen if they don't give him a proper train? Yeah, I like how you discussed it off mic and then you, like, throw me in the fire. Uh, yeah, yeah. there's a bus yeah, about to back much. over the back of you. <laughs> also, because depending we on what you say. We already have all the answers. We're just going to cross-check them with you. So. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, you know, I think that they've done this in the past with some riders and they've brought some riders uh, across that hasn't necessarily meshed with... Uh, the other plans for the team and, and the direction. I don't know if it's the right culture for him. I don't know whether, but something's going wrong because he's a lot better than what he's writing. So we don't know really. He could be unwell. He could have an underlying virus or something a little bit off. But if that's not it, uh, then something is failing him from a culture perspective. Now that said, I don't think every sprinter needs a train. And we also don't know, perhaps he said to them at the beginning, you know, I don't actually necessarily need a train. What I need is guys who will protect me throughout the race, drop me off at a couple of K on a decent wheel. I'm good to go on my own. Um, so it's not even necessarily the fact that they didn't bring a train to support him. 
but clearly something's going on. Like he's not a happy rider because when he's a happy rider, he's a dangerous rider. But yeah, this is yeah. But he's he did have a win. He had a few wins or a couple of wins early on. I think mm-hmm. he, over in the UAE this season. Um, I think the question. I think we'll be able to give more of a of a, a um, informed opinion, Kate, at the tour. They go Bike Exchange have gone all in for the Giro for GC. We know that with Simon Yates, well documented. The tour, I imagine, they're going to go more of a stage stage well, by stage team. There's a question here by Sharon. He poses a big question: Will Gronewegen be at the Tour de France even? Yeah, should he? And and I think you again, you're spot on, Kate. He could be crook. He could be sick here at Hungary. Bit off, whatever. Riddle me this, someone like Luke Durbridge, Michael Hepburn, they've got Luca Mezjek, uh, all brilliant lead-out guys. They've all, and what I say, what I mean by that is physiologically, Heppy, Durbridge, they come from the same school as Michael Morku, yeah. you know, teams pursued us, big engines. Mezjek is that brilliant sort of 500 to 200 to meet, metres to go. So the team is there. That I think the, the, mm. the talent is there to do the right lead out and there's probably one or two more so it'll be interesting to see who they send to the tour and if they do give Gronewagen you know a full support because I think if they do they should be able to deliver him Mm -hmm. what do you think yeah I mean in the same way that we kind of think what a boring doing with four GC riders like who then actually does the work it's not necessarily fair to anybody I think if they take him to the tour but they don't provide at least two guys because you could do it with two but two guys to just stick with him and deliver him at the end to the right spot i don't think they're doing him justice and that will not go well from a culture perspective i mean do you remember i think it was back in 2011 2012 maca um and christoph you were actually there with radio so it might be your first memory of cav um and cav was there with sky but they weren't they weren't working for him in fact they had him collecting bottles yeah. And because they were going for GC with Wigo, so it must have been 2011, he was grumpy. He was not liking it at all. Um, and, you know, for what? Uh, 2013 it was, pardon me. But what's the point of doing that? Why even take Cavendish to get him get bottles? Like, there's better people yeah. for that. Why take Gruden yeah, yeah, yeah. they're not mm-hmm. going to give him a plan? Yeah. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, and we're preempting, by the way, for for the viewers. Yeah, the and if Matt White, if you're That's watching, Whitey, I love you, mate. I love you. Um, but no, no, it's it. I think it's an interesting train of thought yeah. to follow as we lead up towards the tour to see who they're going to select. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Let's listen from the the winner of stage three of Tour de Hongrie, Fabio Jakobsen. Yeah, from the beginning, you know, it's a sprint stage, but we still need to catch the break. Um, we did that with Ilio Kaiser, and I used all the other guys to keep me sheltered and uh, and in a good position here on the last three, four kilometers, which was one straight line. It's a really big road, four or five lanes at some times. It's like a highway. Um, yeah, and we were together. Okay, then some teams passed, Ineos passed, Jumbo passed, but uh, we kind of stayed together. And then when, when the casino started, I just tried to follow Florian. I lost him a bit. But then I know he's moving up, I'm moving up. For sure we can find each other again in, in, in the mess. Uh, yeah, I found him eight, nine under to go and he went early. Maybe a bit too early, but at least I'm then in position. Uh, and then I jumped on the on the wheel of the guys of Bora. They still had three. Uh, and I went behind their sprinter 
and then I just launched uh, 200 to go from from in the slipstream. Um, I could pass on the right side because there was a gap. Uh, yeah, luckily I could hold it to the finish line. Um, even though the road was wet, I could feel the, yeah, like you say, the tire slip a bit. Uh, but yeah, I'm happy I'm here and uh, it's again a team success and I'm just happy that I can finish it off. How much confidence these two wins giving you? Yeah, it's it's always nice to win. Of course, uh, that's a boost for confidence after uh, four weeks without racing. Uh, I think yesterday I showed I still have the legs. Today I confirmed and uh, I think tomorrow there's another opportunity. So uh, we're going to try and sprint again. And then, uh, yeah, it's a successful Tour of Hungary already and uh, it was nice. Thank you very much. Congratulations. Thank you. That's a lot of information in a small interview. He's certainly happy. <laughs> and I was waiting for that last bit. Yeah, I'm happy. Yeah. And I was waiting. Good, good build up to what? To, uh, to the to the what? Yeah, he didn't say it. And for viewers at home, when he said when the casino started, he didn't mean the roulette wheels or the or the blackjack. He meant the craziness, yeah. the craziness yeah. of the sprints. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. I hadn't seen that interview before, uh, and I like that format, actually. It's like I get surprised by it, Christoph, so keep that up. Uh, <laughs> he, I'm going to throw it out there. He's going to the tour. He is not remotely excited that he's just won his second stage. There was no part of him that was like, ah, it was so clinical, which says to me that his mind is 100% already on a much bigger goal, and this is a stepping mm. stone for him. Interesting, Damn. interesting take on it. it okay. uh, look, it, that was pretty market, you know. You win a race yeah. like that, I reckon there should be a bit more excitement. Yeah, okay. <laughs> We're going to, we'll have to uh, keep okay. an eye on okay. that. Anyway, um, we have a stage for the, of course, the Giro tonight. Uh, stage eight, uh, you got the timing, I think, uh, Maka? I have 9.25 on demand, peeps. 9.25 on demand, SBS, of course. Uh, 11 p.m. on the east, on the main channel, and... WA, we don't forget you. Only WA, 9pm on Viceland. Brilliant. You can watch it so yeah. live and free. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Kate, for uh, being a good sport today. Uh, I'll try to be better on my uh, shirt ratio uh, tomorrow, <laughs> shirt jumper ratio. Uh, wear, uh, hey, wear, wear a pink one tomorrow. I'll try a pink one, yeah. <laughs> I'll try a pink one tomorrow. <laughs> the, what we really like, yeah. the white. Yeah, yeah. The white's nice. I want proof, Christoph. I want you to take a photo of that next to a white piece of paper. Twitter no needs problem. To see it. No problem. Yeah. I might come back as a reply to your tweet. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Kate. Thank you, Kate. Tomorrow. Bye, guys. Bye. This was the uh, Zwift SBS Cycling uh, Podcast live. Uh, before we go, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash sport or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Until next time, same place, same time tomorrow. It's bye for now. Well, hopefully the Giro is inspiring you to ride and has you eagerly awaiting the Tour de France Femme Avic Zwift. Watching the first women's Tour de France for more than 30 years as part of the Couch Peloton will be great, but it would be even better to be in France. And Zwift is giving you the chance to do exactly that as part of a VIP bike tour. Just join the hashtag new rules mission and ride 100 kilometres in game between now and the 15th of May for your chance to be at a historic Tour de France and welcome a new era of women's cycling. For more information on the competition or to start riding and discover how Zwift makes indoor training fun with a free seven-day trial, head to Zwift.com. Thanks for watching or listening while you're riding on Zwift. Ride on and watch the Femme.